Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. And just like WrestleMania this year, after a false start or two, we are here bringing you (laughs) another Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. Jason, how was your week? That's pretty good. Um, Work, sleep, video games, wrestling, then more wrestling, then more wrestling, then then actually more wrestling this week as we had our the premiere of Rampage. We are up to a grand total of what ten hours? Ten hours at this point. Yeah, that we're looking at ten hours of wrestling. But you know what? Another like five or more that we don't watch. Yeah, but you know what? It is worth it so that we can bring you this great podcast. Absolutely. I like, you like that. You like that, right? So, so what are we drinking, Michael? So this week we are drinking Captain Morgan's Tattoo. It is a spiced rum. Uh, I okay. prefer it mixed with, and this is surprising, I know when we first tried it, you looked at it really weird, mixing it with Sunkist. Yeah, that's, that's still so strange to me. But it's so delicious. Because I'm a, I'm, I'm a rum and Dr. Pepper person, a rum and Coke it comes Maybe out rum and ginger ale, but it, it comes out and it tastes like an orange Tic Tac, yeah, which is really why does. my friends and I call it a Tic Tac. It really does. So it's worth it. It is. And it's, it's very good. Check it out. They yeah. have it just about every local liquor store Including will have it. Including the places, that, the place that sponsors us, Big Dog Liquor. Big Dog Liquor. Yeah. How about that? So it's weird how that happens. Oh, I, I know. Right. You know. All right, should we dive into the 10 hours of wrestling that we have to review this week? <laughs> sure, let's go. <laughs> We're, we have an hour-long podcast. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we start off uh, Monday Night Raw with Drew McIntyre versus Baron Corbin, where Baron Corbin asked Drew McIntyre for a just a small loan. A small, you know, if he can just get a small amount of money, help him get back on his feet. Small amount of money being one hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, um, Baron Corbin kicks his head off, mm-hmm. as as you would. <laughs> yeah. Um, we then see Jeff Hardy versus Karrion Cross, where Karrion Cross um got his win back. We see Alexa Bliss versus Dewdrop, uh, where Lily the Doll winked at Dewdrop to allow Alexa to get the win. I am so over that storyline and that character. And please, Alexa, go yes. back to being Alexa Bliss because yep. this isn't this isn't doing it for me anymore. We see Ricochet versus Sheamus, where uh, Sheamus gets the win. We see John Morrison versus Damian Priest, where we see I think Priest gets the win there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Priest gets the win, and then we get a face off between Sheamus and. Uh, and Damien Priest. We see T-Bar versus Mustafa Ali, where T-Bar uh, gets the win. And then we hear Mace say some very uh, concerning. This happened after the show in yeah, like a tweet. Twitter. It was a very, uh, yeah. Well, well, yeah. We get Nikki Ash versus Rhea Ripley, and where... Uh, ends in disqualification because Charlotte can't uh can't take a loss, can't take a you know, Charlotte's got a Charlotte and yep. 
we have Randy Orton versus AJ Styles, where Randy Orton gets the win, and then Riddle eats an RKO. Because Randy Orton made his return this week. Yep. So, uh, I'm going to turn it over to you now for NXT and AEW Dynamite. Right. And then it'll come back to me for SmackDown. And then we'll go back to you to see what happened on the brand new AEW Rampage. So, NXT kicked off with Saray versus Dakota Kai. Where Dakota Kai wins? Uh, Pete Dunne uh, demanded respect from... Uh, Ilya Dragunov, uh, just a terrible promo. Uh, LA Knight beat Andre Chase. Gigi Dolan beat uh, Amari Miller after uh, Mandy Rose was involved in this somewhere. Somehow. Um, <laughs> then Cole versus O'Reilly 3 is scheduled. We then had the NXT breakout tournament of Odyssey Jones versus Trey Baxter, and Odyssey Jones won. Boa beat Drake Maverick. Of course he beat Drake. Then Pete Dunne beat Ilya Dragunov, and then afterwards Dragunov got attacked, and blah, 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 blah. blah. Well, I think Dragunov, and Dragunov ended up Dragunov getting... ended up standing tall, Yeah, but still blah. All of it was blah. NXT yeah. was god-awful this week, and more than likely will be into this foreseeable future. Which um, is a shame, because when you tell me that I get to watch Pete Dunne versus Ilya Dragunov, mm-hmm. I, sh- I should be hyped for that. Yep. So we moved to AEW Dynamite. We had a trios match of Dante Martin and the Seidel Brothers versus the Elite, where Dante Martin may be the best wrestler current. He definitely uh, took the or at opportunity. Least the, the best young wrestler current, I guess I should say. He he definitely took the opportunity to say, "Okay, you're going to give me five minutes or whatever to shine." Yeah, I'm taking it. I'm going to take it. And he grabbed that brass ring to to steal a quote from Vince McMahon. Absolutely, Darby Allen versus Daniel Garcia, where Darby Allen won. We had another trios match of the best friends, uh, which ended up being Wheeler Utah, Orange Cassidy, and Chuck Taylor. AEW and NXT kind of bored you this week, didn't they? They really did. Uh, versus the Hardy family office of Jeff of Matt Hardy and Private Party, where uh, Hardy family office won. Chris Statlander fought Nyla Rose, where Statlander won. Britt Baker cut a promo about what's going to happen on Rampage, uh, which was a decent promo. Um, we had the Good Brothers versus the Dark Order, where the Good Brothers retained the Impact titles. Paul White came out during a Tony Siobhan and QT Marshall promo that was terrible and got worse, really. Mm-hmm. Then we had the fourth labor of Jericho, of Jericho versus Wardlow, where Jericho wins. And the fifth labor, are you ready for this? It's going to be like, you know, you're thinking, oh, my God, it's fifth labor. What's it going to be? You know, there's got to be something big. It's it's Jericho versus MJF, right? Mm-hmm. The, the stipulation. No Judas effect. And Chris Jericho has to come out to silence. He can't come out to the Judas theme song. That's the stipulation. So, so, so the second labor was a death match mm-hmm. versus the king of death matches. Yeah. 
And the final one is just you can't use a move and uh, you know you don't get your theme song. Yeah. Yeah, this is terrible. So the 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 man who of a thousand and one holds, or a thousand four holds, holds thousand four yeah. holds. Um, the man who has one, two, three, four finishers that I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah, you got the lion tamer. You got the code breaker, the Judas effect. The lion salt. The lion salt. He's used to finish before walls of Jericho. Walls of Jericho. Yeah. Uh, so you take one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. SmackDown starts off with John Cena in the ring talking about uh, how he's going to beat Roman. Roman comes down and tells him how he is, uh, of course, you know, he's out here making his his juvenile jokes, you know, penis jokes and, and stuff, and then immediately makes a reference to how Missionary may have been uh, in fact, you know what? I'm just going to say the quote. He says, missionary position may have been good enough for you for 20 years, but it wasn't good enough for Nikki Bella. Okay. Anyways, we then see an Intercontinental Championship match, King Nakamura versus Apollo Crews, where Nakamura gets the win. We have a new Intercontinental Champion in King Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, we see the Street Profits versus the Alpha Academy, where Street Profits get the win. Uh, Seth Rollins uh, said some stuff, and nobody cared. Um, we see the Mysterios versus Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, where the Mysterios get the win. Kevin Owens beats the snot out of Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin can no longer come out and ask for money. Baron Corbin then steals the money in the bank briefcase, so we're going to see him get his but whooped by Biggie. We then get a Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair contract signing, wherein, and this didn't make any sense to me. We'll talk about this because I, <laughs> I have I have feelings. Okay, we get the contract signed. We'll we'll circle back and and we'll talk about what exactly happened and what was said there. Tell me. What happened on the best hour of wrestling this week? Okay, so Rampage. This was the 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 first dance. Um, there were it was an hour, like Michael said. There were only three matches on this card. We kicked it off with Kenny Omega, the Belt Collector, versus Christian Cage, so, the hardest worker in the business. So Christian lost. No, what? Christian Cage is the new. Impact World Champion. But he doesn't work for Impact. Well, neither does Kenny, but, you know, <laughs> hey, there you go. Um, the second match of the night was the Redeemer, Miro, versus Fuego Del Sol. Weird. If Fuego wins, not only would he be the TNT champion, but he would get a contract to sign with AEW. And Miro won. So Miro retained. Convincingly. Convincingly. Yeah. Now, I will say they gave Fuego. There were there were a couple of spots there where even knowing that Miro would has to win this, I was convinced maybe Fuego would win. Uh, however, after the match, Miro tears up the contract. Sammy and Tony come out. Tony Khan. Yeah, Tony Khan. 
Fuego did not know this was going to happen. Yeah. And Sammy comes down to the ring, you know, says, look, man, you're my best friend. Here's your contract. So Fuego Del Sol is all elite. I'll tell you what, they Fuego starting the match out with the Three attack. Tornado DDT. Yes. Yeah. And that's just perfect storytelling. Yes. Then the final match of the night was Britt Baker versus Red Velvet. Unfortunately, this was a a down when it comes to it. Just to steal Simon Miller's gimmick, it was a down. Um Baker wins. Uh then went to attack Red Velvet afterwards. Statlander came out and stopped it. Then Jamie Hayter showed up, which we haven't seen in a while. And both Michael and I were like, is that Becky? <laughs> and then the, that was it. End of, end of Rampage. Yeah, it was Jamie Hayter. I, I remember her name. I, was about to say, I forgot she was a person. And I went back and I looked, and I don't really even remember her look. Yeah, me either. So. At all. But, but hey. she's completely changed her look. She looks like a million bucks. Yeah. Compared to what she used to look like, I think she can go far. I think so. Um, so what do we want to talk about first? Let's start with NXT. Let's get the bad out of the way. Yeah. Um, so for those that don't know, uh, apparently, and, and I want to start with this too. Apparently, like all of the releases that recently happened on uh, NXT, Triple H and Shawn Michaels were not consulted, had no idea what was going to happen. Apparently, um, Triple H is out of favor at the moment yeah. because, because he is being blamed for NXT's loss. Second time, Paul um, Levesque is being blamed for something that wasn't his fault. Yeah. He's being blamed for the NXT fault here, and he was the one that took almost the entire blame for the curtain call way back in the day. Well, he was the only one who could take the blame. Yeah, I mean... Like, and let's, you know, we can discuss the curtain call real quick so people yeah. understand when we say he's the only one who could take the blame. In All the Nash curtain call... Yeah, in the curtain talk, call, you had Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Shawn Michaels, and Triple H. Yeah. Shawn Michaels was your world champion. Yeah. You cannot... He could not take the blame. Yep. Scott Hall, Kevin Nash were either the gone... the company anymore. They were gone, or Kevin Nash had a few weeks left on his contract. Right. How, what, he, how do you take the blame? So that leaves... Trips. Triple H. Yeah. Who, they they supposedly had all of that approved through Vince beforehand until somebody said they're killing the business. Mm -hmm. And Triple H, to appease whoever that was, yep. had to blame, put the blame on somebody... And to Triple H's credit, he took it like a champ. And that's why he rose to the prominence that he rose to. Because he's like, okay, now, I have to eat this. I'm going to eat my humble pie, and then I'm going to. Because he was to. supposed to win King of the Ring that year. Yeah. Now, wasn't that the year that Stone Cold won, though? That right? was the year Stone Cold. So because Triple H taking the blame, we got to see the rise of Stone Cold. Yeah. Which would have happened anyways, I believe, because Stone Cold was yeah. already starting to pick up steam at that point. But we may never have gotten 316. Yeah, we may not have gotten the 316, which blew him into the stratosphere. Um, so, yeah, Triple H is apparently taking blame for NXT losing. Um, personally, I think the reason NXT lost is because WWE is completely out of touch with the modern wrestling fan. Yeah, it's... That's the only reason. Um, WWE, the worst thing that they could have done was kill WCW. 
They, if they had kept WCW, kept it separate from WWE with a few crossovers yeah. here or there, because it would have been great to see a a champion Booker T versus a champion Triple H, you know, mm-hmm. kind of a thing. I know we get to see Triple H versus Booker T, but yeah. I'm saying from a champion, right, right, you know. Right. That could have been cool, and you would have had different, and you keep NXT, or, or I'm sorry, WCW different from WWE. But we didn't get that. They cool. shut down WCW, yep. merged those who they had, those who they wanted into and WWE. And made them look like idiots. And made them the look around. like idiots because Vince was on a power trip and he was going to yeah. punish those who dared uh, go against him. Yep. Um, personally... Dynamite comes out and says, we're going to have our show on Wednesday nights. Mm-hmm. Okay, a little bit of a dick move, because NXT was showing on Wednesday on the network. But it was um, on the network. But it was on the network, not on television. Yeah. When WWE decided to drop it on the table and say, well, we'll put ours on Wednesday nights too. That was the dumbest thing they could have done. The- AEW had all of this... Because AEW fans and Raw fans are not the same fans. No. Um, well, they're they're a Venn diagram of fans. A lot of people watch Raw, and we've talked about this before. Raw is a a, a lot of people watch that as a oh I've always I've just always watched Raw. They're not marks, if as you, it were. If you grew up watching wrestling when you were a kid. And you say, you know, I wonder what's going on in wrestling. You don't tune into Friday Night SmackDown, no, one, because you, you don't know what night SmackDown's on. Yeah. And two, you, you tune into Raw because it's always been Monday Night Raw. You go back yep. to WCW days. You had the Monday Night Wars. WCW, Monday yeah. Night Nitro versus WWF, Monday Night Raw. And the thing is, so the people that are wa- were watching NXT were the same people that would be watching AEW. Wrestling fans. Yeah. You know? The, the marks, as it were. Don't put them against each other because AEW had all of this momentum. It had all of this... Goodwill. Goodwill. It had all of this, you know, buildup of, oh my God, we're going to see something new and something exciting. They've been talking about it for over a year at this point of, we're not going to be like the other people. We're going to be a wrestling show. We're going to be, you know, we're going to be different. Yeah. Now, arguments can be made whether they really are different or not, but we're going to be different is what they said. Putting NXT against that was the dumbest thing they could possibly do. So that's strike one. Strike two, you have NXT. It's supposed to be a feeder system to the main roster. Cool. I'm fine with that. Yeah. But everybody that goes to NXT, they built Triple H, Shawn Michaels. They build up these characters. They build up these people, and you're like, I love this guy. I love what they're doing. I love the the whole character. And then when they debut on Raw, they change their name. They come out as nobodies. They pretend they don't exist. Like look at poor Piper Piper Niven right now. Yeah, Piper Niven was a, an NXT UK champion. Yeah, she comes to Raw. Her name is changed to Dewdrop, and the commentary completely buries NXT UK. Yeah. Who they don't even this? acknowledge Who it. is this? Who is this person? Where did she come from? Who is that? No one knows who that is. Look at Cross. So I Cross think it, is this unstoppable force on NXT. Comes up and loses to Jeff Hardy. Yeah. 
comes up and lose, then beats Keith Lee, then loses to Keith Lee, then beats Hardy. So this unstoppable force in NXT is wishy-washy 50-50. Yeah. I think it was Meltzer that had the comment, and I could be wrong. There's so many dirt sheets out there that, you mm-hmm. know, had the comment from somebody in WWE. They come in from the Indies, and we have to beat the Indies out of them. Mm-hmm. And then they come in, they come up from NXT, and we have to beat the NXT out of them. Yeah. Uh, Bronson Reed actually talked about his release, and his comment was he had had a couple of dark matches, a couple of tryouts with, mm-hmm. for Raw, you know, the whole thing, and Vince decided he didn't want to pull him up. And the, the comment was made, well, if I'm not going to bring him up, what's the point in keeping him? Yeah. What's the point? What's what what's what's the point in having yeah. a heavyweight as good, or super and heavyweight, an a super heavyweight, athletic super heavyweight, as good as Bronson Reed, that, okay, you don't have a spot for him on the roster right now. Yeah. You keep him on NXT, keep him in the mid-card. He doesn't have to come up to the, the yeah. main, you know, not that I say, he doesn't have to come up to the heavyweight belt, mm-hmm. but you keep him there. And then when you have somebody like a Keith Lee who is out for six months because he gets COVID and has an yeah. infection in his heart, which we're going yeah. to talk about that yeah. as well. That came out this week. And then you have that super athletic, super heavyweight that you can put in that role. Mm-hmm. And a super heavyweight doing stuff off of the top rope yeah. is going to get people to stop and watch what is going it's on. It's going to get people to pop. People already pop when they see frog splashes and things like that because they're they're very eye-catching moves. You pop when Montez Ford does it, right? Yeah. Dude, this dude is four Montez Fords, you know? (laughs) And he's doing a frog splash off the top. And and you want to talk about why AEW beat NXT and why AEW beat Monday Night Raw. When the coronavirus came around, AEW sat back and said, okay, how do we make this work? We have a facility. You know what? First, we're going to go up to Georgia to the Nightmare Academy. Mm -hmm. We're going to film there. We're going to have our wrestlers who are not currently competing in the match stand around the ring and be the audience, the crowd. And then we're going to go back to Daly's place. Yeah. We're going to have the wrestlers who are not in the match stand around and be the crowd. And then because we have the open air Daly's place, mm-hmm. we're going to start bringing fans in eight months before WWE figured out how they were going to do it. Mm-hmm. WWE sits back and says, hmm, well, we have the performance center. We can do it there. But we're not going to have anybody in the crowd. We're not going to bring the wrestlers out, space them around the ring, and have them be a crowd. They're just going. To, we're just going to have dead air. Yeah. Then we're going to start playing crowd noise, which pisses off fans. Yeah. Because you're, I don't want to cheer for who you want me to cheer for. I want to cheer for who I want to cheer for. Yep. And but you're going to play crowd noise so that you get the exact reaction you want. And then you're going to bring in the Thunderdome, and I will say that WWE beats AEW here mm-hmm. because that Thunderdome concept was a stroke of brilliance. Yeah. Yeah, it was up until the point that they said, if you are not reacting the way we want you to react, we we're are going to cut your feed and we're going to switch to somebody else. 
that's bull crap. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and AEW is like, okay, react as the fans. We want you, we want you to react because we understand we need your feedback. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there may be times we're doing something that you don't like, but we're going to try We're telling a story and if you don't like it now, maybe you'll like what the twist we right. have scheduled for next week. Yeah. Or you know what? This just isn't working. Well, look, at, let's change directions. So AEW listened to their fans on a couple of occasions here. Mm-hmm. The whole weird thing that Brandy was doing. Uh, the Nightmare Collective. Nightmare Collective. And I'm sad that I actually know that and remember that. They com- they dropped that without another word and got rid of it because the fans were violently against it. Right? As they should have been. It was crap. The whole Miro best man thing. I think they kept it on a little too long. But fans were violently reacting against that. And now... And- I will argue that Miro is doing some of his best work as the Redeemer, God's chosen champion. You know, oh, in Fuego del Sol's uh, line in the promo before the match, mm-hmm. God's yeah. chosen champion is going to be baptized in fire. Yeah, like holy crap, where did yeah. that come from? So, there's a reason NXT lost, and it's not Triple H. No, and it's not the wrestlers. It's not the wrestlers. It it's is the format. It's it is the people that would be okay if this was still the 1980s but it's not that's the problem with nxt and And with this new idea that they're going to spin nxt into becoming a we only want big guys as a complete you know this is going to be a a specifically for development it's not a third brand anymore uh and we only want big guys and 20 to 30 year olds in here doing this i'm sorry um back in the day you could catch FCW from time to time on TV, and that's when people like, you know. But Big E was Big an e. FCW guy. Uh, Xavier Woods was an FCW guy. You know, people that are stars now were on there. It was painful to watch. Yeah. Uh, from time to time, they would show old OVW stuff. When John Cena was there, when Brock Lesnar was there, can't Randy Orton. It was painful to watch. I, I don't want to watch green wrestlers wrestle on a television show. That's not why I'm there. So I'm pretty, after TakeOver, I'm pretty much done with NXT. Yeah, I, I'm probably going to tune in. But we may just kind of touch on NXT through Bleacher Report. Just yeah. to, to keep up with pretty it. Pretty much done with it because yeah. there's only one way that we can tell people, hey, what you're doing is stupid. That's by not watching it. Yeah. We've so. talked about turning the TV off for when the elite's on. Mm-hmm. The only thing is, is Vince doesn't care about numbers for NXT. Yeah. And it would just, it's just going to be more that goes against just, Triple H probably. Well, and it's just going to be more, well, I, I was right to do this. Mm-hmm. This this was the right thing to do. This show was crap. It was gonna always be crap. I NXT used to be great. Yep. And the stars that are there have the potential to be great. Mm-hmm. But WWE is not going to let them. Nope. Not at all. So So that's NXT, really. The the matches on NXT were awful. I thought two A one. Well, maybe not awful. They just weren't they weren't NXT quality matches. Well, and and that's because 
the morale in NXT is down. Yeah. Like, you're going to fire guys like Bronson Reed, Tyler Rust, mm-hmm. Mercedes Martinez, and Bobby Fish, who were all of them yeah. arguably top stars of the brand, with the exception of, of Tyler Rust. He, But he was being built that way. Yeah. He was built, being built to be, to be a future star, and then you're just going to cut him loose. Yep. All with the mindset of, oh, we're trying to save money. You've made more money this year than you've made ever. Yeah, yeah. Ever. It's the most profitable year. Last year was the most profitable year of the WWE. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But we've got to save money. NXT was bad. Um, Raw was more of the same. Raw was pretty much the same as it has always been here the past, the recent six months. Yeah, so we see Jinder Mahal and Bollywood Boys 2.0, Shanky and Veer. Yeah. Couldn't remember Veer's name last week, but they come out, and so Drew grabs his sword again, and they're like, oh, the sword. I'm scared. off with a sword again. I'm I'm scared. Uh, Did anything else happen on Raw that was worthwhile? Drew kicked uh, Baron Corbin's head off. After asking for money, I mean, Baron Corbin. I kind of like the. I like this character that Baron Corbin's doing right yeah, now. Yeah, but it looks like they killed it Friday. Yeah, so they're going to evolve that to they're the next phase. Um, um, now yeah. let's talk about because Keith Lee's on Monday Night Raw. Let's talk yeah. about Keith Lee. We last saw Keith Lee, I believe, in February. Yeah, before he returned a few weeks ago, and everybody was always wondering what is what happening. Happened? Where is he? And Keith Lee kept things close to the chest. As is his right. He, yeah. he owes us nothing. But then Mia Yim gets COVID, and everybody, people start blaming Mia for Keith possibly getting COVID. And that's why Keith Lee's off the TV. There were the rumors that Vince sent him to Fat Camp. There, yeah. was, there was all kinds of stuff. All around. kinds of stuff. Well, Keith Lee came out this week and he said, Look, I want to tell you all what happened. First and foremost, Foremost, I gave Mia COVID. Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. That woman is a saint. She refused to leave my side when I was sick, knowing that she probably was going to get sick. Yeah. So do not blame Mia. I'm the one who gave it to her. Mm-hmm. As part of the testing and all of that, when I finally got clear of COVID, they discovered an infection in my heart. And I almost died. Yeah. To the point there, a light walk was the most that he could do. Now, this is a man who I'm sure throws weights up like they are nothing. Oh, for sure. When he's weight training. And he could barely go for a light walk. Yep. When he finally got cleared, he didn't know if he was ever going to get cleared. Right. But he finally got cleared, and he's come back, and he said now the thing is working off the weight that he put on when he couldn't exercise at all. Yeah, because when you can't ex- when you're muscly, when you're a, a bodybuilder, when you're a, a, a strongman, any of that kind of stuff, and you can't work out, all that extra muscle turns to fat yeah. pretty much. Yeah. This is what it is. I'd like to say that what, that's what my problem was. However, it's not. You know, my, problem is, my problem is, my problem is uh, like I'm sugar. lazy, and I like <laughs> sugar. I like food. Yep. So, 
Yeah. Keith Lee is healthy. He's cleared. Glad to see him back. But let's make sure that we don't blame people. Oh, Mia Yim gave him COVID. Guys, COVID's going around. It doesn't matter whether it's whether you bring it into the home or your spouse or loved one brings it into the home. It's nobody's fault. Yep. All we can do. No, it is, is somebody's fault. The fault of the unvaccinated. Okay. I'm blaming them. Blame them. All we can do is wear masks when we're out in public and go get vaccinated. Guys, the vaccines are safe. There's literally at this point billions of examples on how they're safe. Yep. Go get vaccinated, please. It will save your life or your loved one's life. Yep. So, um, so yeah, Raw was kind of bad. Yeah, Raw um, was bad. SmackDown, on the other hand, SmackDown had a couple of good spots. The um, the opening, Roman Reigns and John Cena. Cena was on fire. I liked his promo. I questioned some of the things he said in it, mm-hmm. but I liked the conviction at which John Cena said it. It was nice to hear a a true like a John Cena promo, right? Well, and I liked that John Cena was like, "Look, you're bad, Roman. Yeah, you are. You are bad, but I'm not going to give up." Well, his comment was, "You're going to kick my ass, but all it takes is one, two, three. I'm going to hang on, and I'm going to get that." One, yeah, two. Three. So I I liked the the comment that he made about Roman uh, running Dean Ambrose out of the company. Yeah, I thought that was funny. You know, we had a Dean Ambrose reference. He said he he said he ruined Seth's career, which I don't think he did. Um, Seth I liked, ruined Seth's career. Yeah, I liked the Dean Ambrose comment. Then he said something about when he won, he was going to take the belt, jump the barricade, and probably blow you a kiss. <laughs> And then he posted on his Instagram the picture of CM Punk when CM Punk took the belt, yeah. jumped the barricade, and blew a kiss as he ran off. So, yeah, it's it's all very... The, the only comment, like, I agree with Cena's point, promo to a point. Talking about, you know, the fact that Roman never could get over. Roman was always pushed down people's throats. He was always terrible. However, he Cena is continuing to try to drag that into the current Roman, and that's just not the case. Roman Reigns has been carrying SmackDown. Well, he had, he had a couple of slip-ups here and there, but yeah. he's been carrying SmackDown for this last year. He was making two points with this. His his first point was, Roman, you've had trouble getting over. And his yeah. second point was, Roman, you're so over and you're so in control that they called me to come give you some humble pie. Yeah. Which I think is I the better like story. I do think that's the better story here. Yeah, because he did make the comment about you've run through everybody, you know, had to get somebody to come in here and take you down a peg. Yeah, and the, I mean, the only person he didn't beat, and I will go to my grave saying this, is Kevin Owens. Yeah, he didn't beat Kevin Owens. He never beat Kevin. Yep. And I think Kevin that was should during move the back, part, you know. That was during the part where we were talking about, though, where there have been mistakes in Roman's yeah. build. Right. Well, in the, he started the, off on fire. Then when it got to the Kevin Owens thing, they kind of lost track, I think, of what Roman was supposed to be, and let every win had to be by interference or 
something, which well, and I know WWE had, looks at that and says, oh, we're keeping them both strong. Mm, no. When it's not. your champion and your they're champion, constantly doing yeah. that, you weaken them. And, and to Roman's favor, there was the equipment malfunction. Yeah. Uh, at the, uh, was that Rumble? Where he, uh, they had their balls count anywhere. Oh, yeah, we're, with that and, and the referee just stopped counting. Yeah, and, well, there was the equipment malfunction because Paul couldn't get the cuffs off. Yeah. And then the ref stopped counting, which that, I completely and utterly blame the ref for that. I get it. No, but what that you was do the there, ref's What fault. you do there is you have the ref keep counting. The ref counts out Roman. The crowd is shocked as hell because Roman has lost the belt. Then the next Friday on SmackDown, he beats Kevin Owens bloody, or and gets the belt back. Or you get some, you have somebody, you get a message to Kevin, and Kevin goes over and starts stomping on Roman yeah, to, to break, break the, the count. count. You know, yeah. and it works. That would work for Kevin Owens' yeah. character. It would. Yeah, you do something to make that not look stupid. But they all froze. Yeah, which sucked. But you know, that's, you know. we've talked about that to death. Yeah. Um, the whole Bianca Belair Sasha contract signing, I okay. really hated all of this because why are Carmella and Zelina standing behind Sasha, who they she just beat up last week, and stepped in front of both of them for another shot at Bianca's belt? Mm-hmm. Here's huh? what I, here's what I hated most about that. Because uh, WWE logic, heels are friends, faces are friends, and, and that's that. What I hated most was they're out there, Sasha and Bianca start getting heated, and Sonya's like, no. This is not going to be another one. Contract signings have been yeah. get out of your hand. We're not going to have that sign the document. Yeah. And Sasha's goes, gets ready to sign it, says no, and then calls out yeah. the other two. I need witnesses. At this point, Sonya should have said, no, you two get your back, get yeah. back to the back. If any of you three touch Bianca, yeah. all three of you are fired. Yeah. Well, you don't necessarily have to say fired. No, but, no, I think it does. I think well, it does because there's no, you could go with that. But even at that, you could say, if any of you touch Bianca, none of you get a title shot until, uh, till she loses, she the title. loses the title. You know, I just, I know I go on these tirades every once in a while. You have to put some kind of consequences on You've got to put consequences on actions. And Sasha's just like, okay, yeah, well, I, you're not going to let me do it. So I'm going to call these two out and then we're all three going to do it. And you're not going to do a damn thing. You're going to do anything about it. And no, if you're going to have an authority figure and I don't, I'm tired of the heel face authority figure. Just give me a neutral authority figure. Yeah. A, you know, NXT William only, Regal has been amazing as an authority figure because he hasn't been heel, he hasn't been face. He's just like, what's best for the show? The only way that, that works is if you have a segment afterwards where uh, Deville's in the back, Adam Pierce walks up to her and goes, "You have absolutely no control over anybody. You don't deserve to be an authority figure anymore. You're fired. You're fired." And then Sonya makes a return to the ring. Yeah, as a competitor, which she needs to. That's the only way that works. Um, it, it's that bothered me. Like yeah. that. It was an, stupid. That annoyed the hell out of me. We go off the air with Bianca locked in the bank statement. Yeah. 
It was after being told that that wasn't going to happen. And the worst part is you you have that idiocy in SmackDown to roll into Rampage Mm -hmm. and how good it was. Yeah. Even with the last match, Britt versus Red Velvet, being mediocre at best, it was better than SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah, hands down. You come out with a just red hot match, Kenny Omega and Christian Cage. SmackDown. They tore the roof off the place. SmackDown is making some very odd decisions. Because um, the, the Mysterios match, right? Yeah. The Usos pop up on the Tron. They're going to uh, distract Dominic. And Ray's like, dude, don't pay attention to them. We need to win. And they win. So what was the point? Yeah. You know? and, and not even that they they distract Dominic. Dominic stood over there staring at them on the screen for a solid two minutes. Yeah, and Rude and Ziggler and did Rude nothing. did nothing until they did. Yeah. It was terrible. Um, the only good part about the... One of the other good parts about SmackDown, I liked the Kevin Owens-Baron Corbin segment. I liked Kevin Owens coming out and saying, Dude, shut up. No one's going to give you a $1,000. Yeah. Um, I t- actually, I'll tell you what. We'll fight. And if you beat me, I'll give you a thousand bucks. But if not, you have to quit asking. And then he beat him. Yeah. And um, then he stole Barrett and stole the uh Yeah, he went to the back and the stole Biggie's contract, which means by WWE logic that that Corbin can cash in. Yeah. He because has I mean bank. Cena came out and took Finn Balor's contract and signed his name, so I think more than likely we're gonna see Baron Corbin and Big E. And if they take the contract away from Big E and give it to Baron Corbin. This is going to become a very fast podcast. Yeah, because, because we're going to I'm talk not going to watch SmackDown. Yeah, we're going to watch uh basic we're going to become an AEW podcast really. Yeah. Which um, which show have we been saying we're not going to watch parts of? Yeah. AEW. Yeah. And now it is <laughs> So, let's hit Dynamite. <sighs> um cover Dynamite and then we'll we'll end it talking about Rampage because Rampage was really good. That sounds good. Um I hated the whole, I still hate the elite mm-hmm. uh, as a, not as a faction, not as a, oh, they're heels, boo, heels. I hate them. I hate what they're doing with them. I hate the storylines that are being created around them. I hate the elite as a, as a wrestling entity. And, and we said it last week. We just changed the channel when they're on TV. Yeah. They, they beat the, the, the Dark Order loses. Yeah, Dark Order lost to the Good Brothers. The Good Brothers. Um, it's just just boring. The Elite are boring. And to say that coming from AEW, where everything is supposed to be different, and it's supposed to be high-flying, and it's supposed to be electric, and you're supposed to get pumped about it, it's boring. And I, and I think that the other companies that are in partnership with AEW are seeing that. Mm-hmm. Because you have... As we see on Rampage, Kenny drops the Impact, the TNA, belt. The impact yeah. belt. And he's faced he faced Andrade right. Saturday night in uh Triple Mania for AEW. Mm-hmm. Or I'm sorry, AAA. Triple A. And he was supposed to lose. But AEW has control of Kenny's finishes mm-hmm. and asked A Triple A to hold off. Because they didn't want Kenny to do a job two nights in a row. And AAA was kind enough to do that. 
Yep. Because, okay, you have control of his finishes. We need that belt off of him. Mm-hmm. So there's two options here. He takes the pin or we strip him of the title. Yeah. We don't want to sour, sour the relationship, so we need him to take the pin. They were kind enough to let him keep the belt for now. Mm-hmm. Everything to do with the elite is boring. Yeah. It is. And it's boring for the same reason Raw is boring. Yeah. It's the same thing over and over it's and It's been over the same again. thing since May. Yeah. If you want me to be invested in your storyline, something new has to change. I'm not going to continue reading a book where chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, chapter four, chapter eight, chapter 12, chapter 13 are all the same chapter. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's boring. Now, what I need to see happen is I need to see Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus take the win uh, for the, the tag belts. Yeah. We have to see the elite fall. Even if Kenny keeps the title, I'm okay with that. But we have to see the elite start falling. And I, I think we see that Friday night with the loss of the impact title. You could have. And we need to see the good brothers lose an impact. And I, I don't know enough about it. I haven't watched yeah. enough to know who Have who the they're. good brothers lose to an impact team. Have <laughs> the Bucks lose to Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. Yeah. Then you could really you could kind of tell a compelling story at this point now with Kenny saying, you know, we we all used to have gold and now y'all don't, so I'm just that much better than y'all. Yeah. And you can have the elite fall apart because Kenny suddenly, you know, I'm better than you, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. And you know it. The elite walk away from Kenny, and then Kenny loses the belt to Hangman uh whenever that gets done right mm-hmm. because they've been telling this weird this story of hangman not having friends and being a loner and everything like that you have hangman beat kenny because all of his friends he drove all of his friends away yeah you know you and could you could do something like that it would be kind of cool so hangman apparently lost and went away yeah because well, he's, his, he's his got wife. a his wife is pregnant or yeah. or just had their first child mm-hmm. i believe it's their first yeah. and one hundred percent agree with that. Yeah, you know, time. especially dad, in you this know. industry, has a history of the parents not ever being there for their kids. Absolutely, take some time off. And I think it was Jay that said this. Maybe it was Brady in our our chat group. But if that's the case, if you knew this was coming up, why did you start the build exactly for Hangman? Because you have at this point, you have Hangman step away. He stays number one contender. In in the yeah. the rankings that nobody, not even AEW, cares about anymore, right? And you can bring him back and immediately say, "Hey, I'm back. I want my title opportunity, and I want it now." Yep. I let Jungle Boy go ahead of me. Mm-hmm. I let Christian go ahead of me. I let blah yep. da, 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 da. I'm back. I want my opportunity now. And then you have Kenny say no. Where have you been for the last two months, three months? You don't deserve this opportunity. And then you set up somewhere where he has to beat Doc or he has to beat, uh, 
you know, he has to do something. He has to beat somebody, and then he moves back into title contention. Yeah, but no, what do we do? We rush a Dark Order, Adam Page challenging. Yeah, storyline that, that lasts for a couple kills, of weeks kills the Dark Order. Kills every yep. bit of momentum the Dark Order had. Yep. We we've questioned their booking for weeks now. What are they thinking? What is Tony Khan thinking? Right. We talked last week about Max Caster, mm-hmm. um, saying things in his rap that he shouldn't have yeah. said. Uh, he has been suspended for two months, and two months uh, without pay. Two months without pay, and is being forced to go to sensitivity training. I questioned the severity of it, but then some more stuff came out about it that I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. I blame one. I I do blame Max Caster. He said it. Yeah. But the blame falls squarely on Tony Khan's shoulders. It falls squarely on the Buck's shoulders, on Kenny's shoulders, and on Cody's shoulders. They are the producers of the show. He said what he said. They had that footage for a week and not one of their producers or editors ran that up the chain to say, hey, is this really a good idea? Right. Um, Tony Tony released a half-assed apology because uh, ba- basically he threw the editors under the bus. Yeah. Because he says, you know... Um, we're sorry that this happened. It never should have happened. I he he says I don't edit dark, um, but I will. Now. But I will from now on to make sure that this doesn't happen again. I don't want you editing dark, Tony. Yeah, I don't know. I want you because you have your family has billions of dollars. I want you to hire quality editors. Yeah, how about that? And I want you to empower them to. Okay, they're not empowered to cut a promo. They're empowered to. Send a message saying, "Hey, Tony, you need to look at this because apparently we Caster- need to discuss this and decide if this is going to be something that we air because yeah. this is bad." Apparently, Caster's raps are run by people before he says them, um, but there seems to be some conflicting information out there right now of whether this was the one that he ran by them and then he just went rogue, or if somebody actually said, "Yeah, that's okay to say on the air." Without even thinking about the fact of, no, nah, that's probably not a good idea. And AEW has always presented themselves as the progressive company. The woke company yeah. is, is what people the, keep saying about it. You know, well, you, you go back and you look at, at in the lead up to the launch of AEW and the, um, my mind just blanked on what the rooms are called, but the, Sen- the relaxation the rooms. rooms. Yeah. yeah, the sensation room, you know, the... They were going to have things set up they for people have that, that, you know, for the people with, you know, that, autism, that have the that sense kind of, of and uh, that's amazing. That's great. Pushing, I am glad that you have it. Pushing Nyla Rose like they did. Pushing yeah. Sunny Kiss like they did. And, you know, that kind of stuff. And that's great. I, those are all great things. We need more representation in wrestling of mm-hmm. all of that. Yeah. But. And you let something like this happen? You let this happen. Right. You have 
the issues that you had last year with the speaking out movement. Darby uh, Allen here uh, within the past couple of weeks. That we're not seeing anything about. Yeah. And Darby Allen is going to be in a feud with CM Punk. Mm-hmm. Or CM Punk is the greatest troll to have ever lived. Right. <laughs> um. So let's talk about so, the the fourth trial of Jericho. Then we can move to Rampage and then we're good. Right. So the fourth trial of Jericho, he fought Ward, he fought uh, uh, Wardlow. Wardlow. Wins. Mm-hmm. Then we get the fifth trial. Can't sing. Ju- can't have Judas as his intro. Can't use the Judas effect. You're gonna come out and these fools, these idiots, they can't sing your intro. Bullshit. Shit. Yeah. Because they are that arena is going to be deafening. Yeah. With the sound of the fans screaming, screaming Judas. Yeah. Judas. So again, I go back to your second trial was a death match. Mm-hmm. The third trial was, oh, you have to finish off the top rope. Against Juventud Guerrero. Guerrero. The last trial against Wardlow. What was the stipulation with Wardlow? Uh, um, oh, MJF, MJF was, was the, at the ringside. Yeah. Which, which he, I think he said referee originally, yeah. and then they realized there's no way we can make that just, work. Right. Then he was going to be just a special enforcer, and then he got run off. So he wasn't, there was really no stipulation with the Wardlow match. Yeah. Um, and Wardlow still looks stupid yeah. in his ring gear. Yeah. Put the man in some pants. Something. Put the man in some pants. This have him walk been... out without a shirt on, and you've got a badass look for Wardlow. This has just been terrible all the way around. Um, at least the the weird stipulations and the the placing and the the pace of it all just it's been bad. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, it MJF, and I think we've even said it here on the show that he's been called the best heel in the business today. Mm-hmm. But he's a one trick pony. Yeah. Yeah. You're not wrong. He is a one trick pony, and He's no longer better than us. Mm-mm. It worked, but he has not evolved. He has become yeah. very complacent. I need yep. Jericho to beat MJF. Mm-hmm. And I need Wardro to walk away from MJF. And I need yeah. the rest of the pinnacle to walk away from MJF. And I don't mean just walk away. I need them to utterly destroy him in the ring following his loss to Jericho. Yeah. To where they stretcher him out. Yeah. And then I don't need to see him for six months. Yep. That would be And fun. he needs to reinvent himself. He can carry over the I'm better than you, but he's got to come out better than he is. Yeah. Because this is the exact same story that I saw a year and a half ago mm-hmm. against Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Same story. So, and, yeah. It just, it's boring. Guys like... Jungle Boy are growing in their characters and Britt are Baker. amazing to watch. Britt Baker is a completely different wrestler from when she, from when AEW debuted. Yeah. She has completely come into her own. Does she still need to work on her ring work? Sure. Absolutely. But you know what? All of them are in their early to mid twenties. Maybe a few of them are in their late twenties. Mm-hmm. 
they all need to work on their yeah, work. absolutely. They all need to get there. Kenny Omega is in his thirties. He needs to learn how to sell. Yeah, because he um, can't sell at all. <laughs> you know, and he's arguably the greatest wrestler in the world. Mm-hmm. But MJF has not changed since the day I saw him debut. Yep, and it's boring. So, Rampage. My God, what a match best, between Christian Cage. Best and, hour of wrestling. Uh, absolutely, hands down. The the Kenny, and, and here we are. We've just shit all over the Elite and Kenny. how boring it is and everything. And then this match was amazing. Um, although, at the very end, when the chair gets involved, I'm thinking, great. Here comes another Elite match. Cage is going to lose because referees in AEW are stupid. And here we go. But Christian Cage drops Kenny on with the kill switch on the chair. I hate that. I and then one, hate, two, three. I hate that they changed the name of that move. And WWE did it too. Yeah. From the unprettier yeah. to the kill switch. Yep. Unprettier was such a, it was such a better, better name. name. Yeah. <laughs> so one, two, three, Christian Cage is your TNA champion. Yep. Um, Which works. He's got the history with Impact yeah. and... I am glad to see Kenny start dropping belts. Yep. I would have loved to have seen, as we, I don't remember, did we discuss this before we came on air or not? We discussed it before. I would have loved uh, to have seen Andrade beat him. Yeah, Andrade beat him. Um, And you just have Kenny questioning himself. Yeah. Almost, he's like, almost what Seth did last year when he lost to, um, to, was it? That doesn't matter. When, When he lost. Yeah. And he started his slide. Not not to the point that Seth did. Yeah. But Kenny just losing his mind and utterly destroying Christian mm-hmm. when they face off in a couple of weeks. Like, AEW has only had one DQ yeah. in the entire history of it. You have Kenny beat Christian to the point where he gets DQ'd. Yeah. Because he has just gone that insane over what's happening. Yeah. So that match was fantastic. Um, the Miro uh, versus Fuego match was what it was. It was good. Yeah. I mean, uh, like, it we, served we, its purpose. We knew what was going to happen. Yeah. We, we talked about it a little bit. Fuego yeah. got a bunch of offense in at the very yep. beginning. Miro had trouble getting his, uh, just getting his, getting into it. But yeah. then once he did, it was a, it was, a it was over. And done. Yeah. Fuego gets his contract. That was a really cool, you know, thing. I thought the whole he didn't know that that was going to happen, all that kind of stuff. I thought that was really cool. Uh, you move to Britt Baker versus Red Velvet. Red Velvet is not ready to be in that kind of a spotlight. No, at and all. and Britt's not good enough to carry her. And Britt's not good enough to carry it. That was the main problem with that match. The match wasn't. The match was serviceable. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't. But it like, wasn't what it, we were used to. Like from, we just said. Red Velvet is not good enough for Brit to not be good enough to carry her. Yeah. Yeah. I think that makes sense. I think that makes sense. Um, Jamie Hayter. Now, watching watching the ending, though, watch, the fact that Velvet was basically working heel, ripped off the protector on Brit's arm, you know, the whole thing, started attacking it. But then watching Britt Baker put in the lockjaw on the other side, get around it. I thought that was a really cool well, thing. And I think that that's part of the key right there. Britt was working face. Mm-hmm. 
because they were in Pittsburgh. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Uh, they were in her hometown. And AEW doesn't have the stupid logic that WWE has where you, you have, have to, to lose in your hometown. hometown. Poor Ric Flair. They they let Britt work face, as you have to. Yeah. And the crowd was not going to boo Britt. Britt's already a face to the crowd anyway. Yeah. I mean, let's be fair here. Britt is not a heel when it comes to the crowd. And I think that might be why they brought in Jamie Hayter. Maybe. Because Hayter can be the heater. Needs she needs somebody, you know. Is Rebel ain't it? Rebels comedy, yeah. Rebels comedy, and that's fine. There's a place for that. Mm-hmm. Jamie can be her heater. Yep, and that is going to work great because we saw the future. Yeah, we're going to get Brit versus Statlander. Yep, and I'm, I'm there for that match. Yes, yeah, me too. Uh, I will say for the Kenny Christian match. I popped hard when Christian got the win. Me too. Me I, too. I was over at Caitlin's house. I was over at my girlfriend's house and sitting on her couch watching it. And I, I am popping. And she's just like, what? Why? And I'm just like, yes. Right? Like, I think we even made a comment about it in the in our group about how... Uh, uh, but Brady, Brady said that... Brady was like, great, look, here comes another... Uh, he he said he wasn't looking forward to watching Christian lose yeah. to uh, to Kenny and then turning around and doing it again in two weeks three yeah, weeks yeah I love watching Christian lose this championship match just to immediately lose again at all out fifteen minutes later and was, all of us were eating our words right and because my comment was why is Jericho working heel because on the commentator it was a yeah. four man comment comment booth and it was too much and Jericho was working on the heel in there well you okay so for commentary on Rampage. You have Excalibur. Yep. Great. He is crushing it mm-hmm. on commentary. He should be the star of the commentary team. Yep. Then you have Mark Henry. Right. Who seemed to me that he was struggling a little bit on commentary. Mm-hmm. He's a great commentator. Yeah. But not live commentary. He's, he's right. better about talking about right. things after the fact. Then Jericho. Then you have Taz. Yeah. Okay, Taz and Excalibur have great chemistry together. They've been working together on Dark for months and months now. Mm-hmm. Great. And then you throw Chris Jericho in there. So, and Jericho's decent on commentary. Yeah. I don't know why he was screaming when everybody else was just talking. Me either, man. But, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, I... I Pull Jericho out of there. Yeah. Pull Jericho out of there. Especially if especially if Jericho's gonna work heel when Jericho's not a heel. Yeah. Taz was Taz I don't even think Taz was working heel. So yeah. It, just pull Jericho out of there. We don't need him on commentary right now. If he wants to transition to commentary after he retires. Yeah, that's fine. I'm all for it because he does a good job. He's a very good hype man on the on commentary. Right. But it's too much with this group. I think so. And Jericho is so charismatic that he stole the microphone from everybody else, which maybe didn't give Mark a chance to get a word in edgewise. Because maybe he's better than what I just gave him credit for. But if he can't say anything, 
What's it matter? Then what does it matter? So, is there anything else that we need to talk about this week? Um, Not that I can think of, really. Yeah. CM Punk has been dropping hints. Um, So, Darby Allen had stuff written on his chest when he came out recently that said, you're not dead till you're in the ground or something like that. Mm-hmm. And CM Punk dropped a tweet or a uh, Instagram story with the last line saying, you're not dead. It's not over till you're in the ground or something to yeah. that effect. Oh. It was the exact same wording as what's on Darby's chest. Yeah. And so, and he's dropped like three or four hints this week. Rampage is in Chicago. If CM Punk is signed to AEW, 100% mm-hmm. CM Punk debuts in Chicago next week. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I am there for it. I love CM Punk as a wrestler. I miss him in the ring. I don't mm-hmm. necessarily miss yeah. his comment because he, he, he's a dick. Yeah. He, he, he just is. He really is. But... As a wrestler, he has it. Yep. And I'm excited to see what he can do. I'm excited to see if Daniel Bryan actually shows up at some point in the near future. I think that we see both of them sooner rather than later mm-hmm. because the threats and the growing response to COVID, yep. they don't want another Brody Lee, Brody Lee where, or, or Matt Hardy yeah. who didn't get to debut to a crowd. So, but with all of that said, at this point, we are going to turn and say a big thank you to McNarb Gaming here in Gaucher. They have board games. They have role-playing games. They have miniatures games. If you want to play a game, they have one up here at McNarb's here in Gaucher that you will enjoy playing. And also, as always, a big thank you to Big Dog Liquor. Uh, Any kind of alcoholic beverage that you could want, minus beer, because Mississippi. but he's got wine sales every day of the week, uh, vodka, whiskey, you name it. You can get it from there. Special orders. Go in, tell Brad hi, get you something to drink. Come over here to McNarve, get a game, listen to us. And then after you're done listening to us, give a listen to our friends at Rogue's Cast Radio. Yep. It's uh, Jay and Logan. Uh, they talk And Jody. Yep. They talk about all kinds of nerd stuff. They talk about... They talk uh, about movies. They talk movies, about games. Pokemon. Monster it's, Hunter. It's nerd-centric. <laughs> so there you go. Did we mention that they talk about Monster Hunter? They, they, they do talk about Monster Hunter. <laughs> um, I feel like that's necessary to let people know that they talk about Monster Hunter. Yeah, they, they do talk about Monster Hunter a lot. Yeah. Well, Logan <laughs> does. <laughs> all right, yeah. guys. With all that being said, we're going to go home. Next week, we have a huge week of wrestling with... The normal shows, plus SummerSlam and TakeOver. So for the show, we won't have TakeOver to talk about because that's happening Sunday night in a strange twist of fate. But we will talk about SummerSlam. Twist of fate. Ah. Uh, Matt Hardy confirmed. (laughs) Or Jeff Hardy. Yeah. So we have uh, SummerSlam Saturday night, so we will have that to talk about on uh, our next broadcast next week. Yeah. Until then. Cheers. Cheers.